Hello and welcome back to Badassery Podcast, your go-to podcast for tips and tricks on how to be your most badass self. It's Alexa Phillips here, your host. So yeah, it's it's been a it's been a while, guys. I've really been bad on the podcasting train this week. So I'm definitely doing this a lot later than I intended to, but I'm basically on, I guess I picked up this phrase on this work happy hour, I just had a social high. So we had a holiday happy hour. It was great. I wore my Christmas sweater and everything and had a hard root beer. And it was just so nice to see my coworkers. We did like a periodic happy hour back in the spring when COVID first happened, but we haven't done one really since. So this was a lot of fun just to see everybody and chat and all the things. And so I'm in a really great mood right now. So I thought it would be good to record this episode. So it's, it's been a while. It's now almost Christmas, which is insane to think about, which means the year is almost over, which is even crazier to think about. I literally feel like it was just January, but I think that's what happens when the year has been as anticlimactic as it has been, where you just kind of remember things very vividly. Like I remember this time last year very well, which is very strange to think about because you usually are like, oh, a little fuzzy on the details and stuff. But Nonetheless, it's been crazy. We've gotten a ton of snow, which has been great to have, you know, snow and that kind of cozy December night for Christmas coming up. And it's just, it's been great. So yeah, this episode is going to be something I'm pretty excited to talk about. And I know people might you know, love, hate it, but I thought it'd be, you know, fun to talk about because it's, you know, something I'm planning on doing and whatnot, you know, over my holiday break. So I get the, basically the week between Christmas and New Year's off, which is super exciting. Um, My company does a yearly shutdown and this is the third one I've had since I've been at my company for over three years. And it's just so nice, you guys, like instead of just taking the time off, it's just so nice to just have that time off, you know, you have the holidays and then you have that weird week where, you know, everyone jokes that they, you have no idea what day it is or like where you are or what you're doing. And then you have New Year's and it's just so nice to kind of just rejuvenate and recover. And obviously, you know, with COVID, it's hard to go anywhere right now, but it's just nice to kind of just stay home and relax and, you know, get yourself ready for the new year. So yeah, to just preface it, that's a little bit about what I'm going to be talking about later in the episode. But first, let's hop into my highlights. So of course, if you've been following my journey, you know that last weekend, I actually graduated officially with my master's, which is super exciting. Um, It's still super surreal that it actually happened and that I'm actually done. It was just weird having a Monday night where I could just catch up on things from the weekend and not have to worry about school because as I was thinking about it, Tuesday would always be my catch-up day because Mondays I'd always have class. And now Monday's my catch-up day and I'm like, oh, Tuesday I can do something else. So it still hasn't quite sunken in yet, but I think it will as time goes on now or I'm just not even a week out. 
But it's exciting to have that done. Virtual graduation was good. We kind of just made a little day of it, me and my parents. We just had some brunch with some mimosas while watching the virtual ceremony. And my mom put together this beautiful bouquet of flowers from Trader Joe's. It was just an overall nice day, but I'm just happy to be done. It's been a long journey that I didn't think the day would ever come that I'd be done, but it's, it's great. So I can't say enough good things about how happy I am that it's done. Secondly is, you know, I'm trialing new social platforms now for work and everything. And one of them has been so gracious to let me trial it. And I finally got my hands on some actual reporting numbers, you guys, last Friday. And you don't understand how excited I am for this because... Everything that we've had to do with reporting and numbers has been manual. So I've had to go into our social platforms and manually grab numbers and all that. And it's not fun. If I'm going to be completely honest. So when I was able to get my hands on social data for the entire year of 2020, it's been phenomenal. So I wanted to cry tears of happy joy last Friday. Let's just put it this way. And I had met with the account executive I'm working with on that platform. I think, yeah, it was today. And I was like, yeah, you know, I'm going to make your day because, you know, here's what happened and everything. So he was very happy to hear that. And I, you know, of course I wanted to tell him because I was like, hey, this is, you know, good feedback for you too of like why trialing is actually making a difference. So that was definitely a highlight. So I'm getting closer to making my decision there. But right now, it's just fun to play with the numbers and new platform and something different than what I already have. So the third I alluded to earlier is the snow here. And I know we've gotten, I think, three snowfalls in the last couple weeks. So we have a quite a bit accumulated on the ground, but it's just so nice. Like if it's going to snow anytime, like I want it to be in December. I don't like... March snow. I don't like February snow. January snow is like fine, but December snow is where it's really at because then you kind of really do feel that Christmas spirit coming out and just, oh, I don't know. It's just, it, it's more magical and you want to snuggle up by the fire with some hot chocolate or some tea. So that's kind of where I'm at. So I always hold out every year for a white Christmas. Not sure if we're actually going to get one this year. I know we're going to get more snow tomorrow, but yeah, I don't know if we're actually going to get a white Christmas, but you know, it's always, it's always fun. It's always fun to dream. That's what I have to say about that. So yeah, then moving on to favorites. So one of the things I've been doing this week is switching up my workspace. So typically I've just been working in my room at the desk, but this week I wanted to go sit in the living room and sit on the couch and work so I could really enjoy the tree. And you know, my job isn't one of those jobs where I have to have two screens, which is what I usually do when I'm sitting at my desk. So it was very easy for me to say, okay, I'm just going to take my laptop and sit on the couch and so I can enjoy the tree all lit up because I don't get to see the tree enough, I don't think. Um, and we have to take it down, you know, right after New Year's anyway. So I really want to reap in all the tree that I can get this holiday season. So it's been really nice. And I feel like I've been getting a lot more done by just sitting and working by the tree, just because it's a lot easier and 
you know, change of pace, change of scenery to just get, you know, re-inspired. So that's been fabulous. The second is our daily advent tea and our jam. So I don't know if I mentioned this on any earlier episodes, but I got a David's Tea advent calendar. They do a 24 days of tea every year and that calendar has just been absolutely phenomenal. It was $50, which is pricey, I know, but the teas more than enough make up for it. And I've been able to make a pot every single day, which, you know, gives me like three to four cups of tea. So multiply that by 24 teas and it is well worth the $50. My favorites have been like the fruit infusions because they are just, the flavors are just so good and they smell like Christmas and it's fabulous. The other thing is we got a Bonnie Maman um, advent jam calendar. So every day it's little fruit spreads. It basically has like two teaspoons of spread per little jar. So it's like a nice to have a little taste. So it's something fun to look forward to. I may have mentioned this before, but I really do like the food advent calendars as opposed to the other ones that just have trinkets in them because I have enough stuff as it is. I definitely don't need to try to find a place for any more trinkets that I know I'm probably not going to use. So I'd rather consume something every day. Plus it's fun in the morning. I have my jam and then in the afternoon or the evening we do the tea. So it's just something to look forward to throughout the day and just say, okay, it's like tea time or whatever. So that's been absolutely great. And then the last thing that I've been loving is doing my power sheets prep work. So last week they did the Cultivate Your Year live um, for the Cultivate What Matters power sheets. I didn't attend the live event, but I was also able to access Goal School, which if you purchase the power sheets, you have free access to. So I kind of just started doing my power sheets and I'm glad I started on it. And I did all the prep work, all the goal setting between last week and this week. So now I just have to work on my January tending list and everything. So I'm like well ahead of the game, but it's been great to just work on that and kind of just really figure out what I want to focus on next year. I know a lot of people are saying that, hey, you know, 2020 was a wash. I have to kind of disagree on that because I actually got a lot of stuff done this year with the help of the power sheets. And yeah, there wasn't like some things that I wanted to do, like, you know, traveling and whatnot. But I was able to get a lot of like household projects done, a lot of personal development projects done, some business projects, you know, obviously finish my master's. So from that aspect, it's been very positive. But I'm just excited for next year. Like I have so many things I'd like to do. And I'm really trying to use the rest of this month to kind of lay a little bit of a foundation so I can really hit the ground running come January and start off really strong. So if you're still looking for kind of a goal setting system, I highly recommend the power sheets. It seems a little bit overwhelming, but at the same time, it also breaks your goals down from monthly, weekly, and daily action items. So you can kind of get really granular with everything, but I know from just goal setting stuff, like 
you know, pretty much every planner system, like Plum Paper has a goal setting system. Cloth and Paper has goal setting inserts that you can get. Um, what else? Erin Condren has goal setting. The Moxie Life has a goal setting system. So whatever kind of goal setting you want to do, whether it's very broad or very granular, you can probably find some sort of guided system that will help. And I honestly find that the guided systems really do help a ton because in years past, I was using a lot more of the... I would say just kind of doing it on my own, just saying, okay, here's what I want my goals to be. And I'd get some of them done, but not as much as I'd like to. And even just starting a guided system this year, because this currently 2020 is my first year using the power sheets, I've noticed a tremendous difference. So I highly recommend doing something guided. Um... You know, whether it's the power sheets or some other system. I know my sister was in the same boat. I totally convinced her to use the power sheets. I was like, hey, you should check these out. Now she's obsessed. So it is a little bit pricey. I think they are, I want to say 60 or 65 five dollars for the year but I mean realistically it's like five bucks a month so you know it's four go a coffee and you're all set so yeah I've been really enjoying that and obviously the year is coming up fast so it's you know I'm ready to jump into 2021 goals so lastly moving into my tip before we get into this episode is to really just Think about how, you know, you're thinking about things and, you know, and how it'll and how something works or how something doesn't work. So my tip is if something isn't working, change it. So don't try to make something work for you if it's just not going to. And a lot of times, like we try to make things work for us, whether it's a process or a product or a routine or something. But a lot of times we just end up being unhappy. We don't want to do it. We want to just, you know, not go through with it. And then I think, you know, we put it by the wayside because we're like, oh, like, I hate this. Like, I don't want to do it. So my biggest piece is just change it if you can. And I know there might be some, you know, financial Um, implications for it. But I think it's really worth, you know, experimenting and seeing what works and what doesn't. So for example, I've been in this, I don't want to say crisis, because it's not really a crisis, but really just looking at my planner system. And I was trying disc bound for a little bit. And I mean, I love the cloth and paper products. I love cloth and paper as a company. Their stuff is amazing, but I don't think the disc bound system or anything like that really works for me as a planner because it just doesn't have everything that I want from a planner. That said, I really do like a more like spiraled or coiled type system, but I really want to be able to customize it for my needs. So I've been hearing about like the Golden Coil, which is this very customizable planner company where you can basically choose any type of insert you want and really kind of just set up your planner. So I took the plunge and I ordered another one while also selling my cloth and paper stash because I figured, you know, 
let me just sell it and get it kind of out of out of sight, out of mind sort of thing. So then I'm not tempted to try to go back to it and try to use a system that wasn't working. So what I did was I ordered a golden coil and just kind of set it up how I wanted to with the types of inserts I wanted and the types of extra pages I wanted based on how I personally like to use my planner. So that's just one example. Another one is like a workout or a routine. I've also been having the same struggles with my morning routine because I've honestly not been loving my morning routine and it's something I've been wanting to look into changing for the new year. So that's one of the things that I've been working on doing. So getting back to that, like if just whatever you're doing isn't working, just try something different. And yes, it could be really time consuming, really money consuming, but you will end up being happier if you just kind of like find that rhythm and that system instead of just being stuck in something that you feel like you have to stay in because you can't get out. So there's always options. There's always choices. My best advice is to just take advantage of it and just see what works and see what doesn't and go from there. So yeah, that is all I have in my, you know, personal life update category. But moving on to the topic of this episode, let's talk about making the most of your holiday break. And I know it's a very controversial issue. I know some of you guys are like, oh, it's a break. Like, why should I do anything? And then other people are have the different mentality, probably more similar to what I do. And is like, oh, I have, you know, a week off. Like, what am I going to do to make the most of it? So the key uh, and I'm going to preface this you know, this whole section by just saying it's a balance. And that's a lot of what I'm going to talk about. I think it's because it's in my Libra nature because Libras are typically very balanced. But I personally like having a balance between being productive and being relaxation. And I think that's where the holiday break should come in. So yeah, to some extent, I mean, we all ha- we're all going to have some sort of break, whether it's just a long weekend or whether we have a couple weeks off. I have something like, I think it's 11 days I counted. So, you know, f- my last day is the 23rd and I don't go back until the Monday after New Year's, which I believe is the 4th. So I've, I've got quite a long break. So my thing is I want to, you know, use that time wisely to really kind of set myself up for the new year and get, you know, a good head start while also relaxing too, because I really do want to use it as a way to, you know, rejuvenate myself and just, you know, get ready for, you know, the year ahead, because I don't know when my next time off is going to be and all that. So yeah, we all have a break, um, you know, and I know all of us have probably have stuff we want to get done, whether it's, you know, preparing our taxes or doing some cleaning or doing some purging or baking or putting away the tree, cleaning, whatever it might be. Um, we all have stuff we want to do, but you don't want to spend hours working on stuff, but you also want to have time to relax. So, you know, if it sounds like you, this is probably the place you need to be. So I, um, typically in the last couple years with my break, I've, you know, watched TV. I've been doing year end to do's. I literally have an entire list in uh, one of my notebooks of just my year end to do list of things I want to get done before the end of the year. And it seems to have gotten bigger, um, as the week has gone on, as I have, 
you know, added some more things that I'm like, hey, I should probably do this and get this done. So I have that stuff to do. I usually do some planning, whether it's like filling out my new planner, getting my new notebook set up, whatever, seeing friends. And obviously that's not really going to happen this year because of COVID, uh, running errands, whether it's like getting some new decor or just something or after Christmas sales, which I've also done. Um, so yeah, you kind of get the gist. I do quite a bit of things between, you know, my break and everything, which is great. But like I said here, the key is really balance and it should be equal parts productive and relaxing. And it's very hard for for that to happen because sometimes all we want to do during the day is just sit on the couch and, you know, binge, you know, Shit's Creek for eight hours. You know, we all want to do that. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. Like there are some days I'm like that, too, where I just watch, you know, four movies and I'm just, you know, on my couch the entire day. But then there's other days where I'm like, OK, I have this massive list of to do's that I really want to get done. So, you know, let's get out after it. So it's, it's, again, it's a balance. So what I've found the most successful in this is kind of just setting these boundaries for yourself. So one you know, set rules and boundaries. So maybe you only allow yourself to do like one project a day or have one outing a day. But the key with this is pacing yourself so you don't feel overwhelmed or are waiting until the last minute to do something. Like you don't want it to be, you know, January 3rd, the day you have to go before you have to go back to work and have this huge list of to-dos. Ideally, that would a relaxation day where you can you know, spend a little time in the evening, maybe it's meal prepping or just getting yourself back in the work mindset, whatever it might be. But the key is to just give yourself boundaries. And usually what I'll do is I'll say, you know, okay, maybe I spend from 11 to one working on stuff. But then after that, I'm free to like go run an errand or go relax on the couch or go work out or something like that. So which kind of moves into my second tip is to kind of just time block to some extent. So kind of giving yourself that set time to finish projects, you know, and once that time is over, you can work on something else. So the key is not to spend, you know, a 40 hour week just trying to get projects done because then that's no fun. You're just going to be miserable the entire time. Instead, like I just mentioned, give yourself part of the day. So maybe you do like a couple hours in the morning or a couple hours in the afternoon of just working on a project. And that said, you don't have to do 15 tasks in a day. You can maybe just do one task. And if you get that one task done, great. You get the check mark for the day. So that is what I would recommend there is definitely do a little bit of time blocking. Um, I think it really helps. I've done it before where I just set these you know, kind of rules for myself, like, hey, I'm gonna, you know, work on this from this time and just kind of get into that rhythm for a week. And then, you know, you find that you get a ton of stuff done. So my third tip is to really just take time for yourself. So, you know, don't feel guilty about sleeping in or having this extensive morning routine. Maybe you want to sit on the couch and read until, you know, 10, 11 o'clock. Like, that's totally cool. Maybe you want to sleep in until 11 o'clock, whatever works for you. But like, don't limit yourself. Don't I, I don't want to say don't give your don't not allow yourself to have a bedtime, but like if you end up staying up until 1 a.m. watching movies because you want to, that's totally cool. You know, just, 
you know, accept that and just go from there. Um, but yeah, make sure you treat yourself to some things, whether it's getting your nails done or a massage or getting takeout, you know, after all it is a vacation, you do want to, you know, pamper yourself and just kind of feel like you are taking some time for self-care, but you don't want to be so strict. Like no one wants to get up at 6am or whatever when you don't have to. So yeah, it's really just a balance, you know, let yourself sleep in, stay up late and just have fun is really what it comes down to. That said, you know, little things do add up to big results when it comes to working and having this balance. So maybe you look at your list and you're like, how am I going to get everything done if I'm only doing like one task per day or whatever it might be? But, you know, your whole list will end up being done in no time if you just, you know, space it out and do little things at a time. Like I said before, no one is telling you you have to do, you know, 15 tasks a day unless you really want to. But even by doing one or two tasks a day, you'll be surprised how much your list can get done. And it doesn't even have to be in a high pressure situation. Like a lot of times when I'm working on projects and stuff, I will literally sit in front of the TV with just some mindless show or a movie on just working. And it might just be simple tasks like, you know, registering something or canceling something or sending an email, whatever it might be. Like, it's very easy to just, um, you know, do something like that while you're watching TV. That way it doesn't have to be, okay, I'm sitting at a desk for hours on end. Maybe you're just sitting on the couch in front of the TV instead. So, you know, work with yourself and your workspace like that and just, you know, be flexible. So then that said, you want to make sure you're going back to work refreshed and rejuvenated. So in my opinion, the more break you give yourself, the better off you are. You know, you want to get to a place where you're using the time to recharge so you can hit the ground running when you get back. So, you know, do things to get you to that place, whether it's catching up on your sleep or, you know, doing your nails or meal prepping or prepping for the workday, whatever it might be. You want to just feel rejuvenated. My biggest piece of advice is to turn off Slack, turn off your email, turn off any notifications you might receive from work, you know, especially if you are meant to be on PTO or shutdown, you know, no one is expecting you to work. So, you know, really take advantage of that and take that time for yourself because you'd be surprised how much mental clarity you have if you're not constantly bombarded by work notifications. So again, this whole like out of sight, out of mind sort of mentality. So Yeah, that's what I would recommend there. And honestly, for me, it makes a huge difference. Like I learned early on to kind of set these boundaries of just saying, hey, you know, let's not, you know, have my notifications on for my emails. The worst is when you're halfway across the world and you're getting notifications. Like I remember a few years ago, I went on a trip to London and Paris and, you know, obviously they are like, 
seven, eight hours ahead of where I typically live. So, you know, it'll be in the evening, you know, I'll be like ready for bed and like I'll be getting email notifications from, you know, three, four p.m. in the afternoon because I didn't turn my email off or anything. So after that, I learned to definitely just turn my email off and I end up being so much happier for it. So if you haven't tried it, I highly recommend you do the same. So the last thing is to just allow yourself to be out of a routine. So while having a routine is great, sometimes you just kind of need to bend the rules for the sake of experimentation or fun. Like I've had so many times when I've had this shutdown where I'll stay up late, like doing something and then I'll end up sleeping in or I will, you know, whatever it might be, like won't cook or get takeout or whatever you know, I want, but just kind of getting out of that normal day-to-day routine is sometimes just the best medicine. Like, sure, I'm not saying, you know, forego your AM and PM routines if they're working for you, but don't be so strict on yourself to have them, especially during a break, because, you know, things happen. You maybe want to stay out late or stay up, and but you don't have to feel pressure to get up at 6.30 in the morning because it's Wednesday and you feel like you need to. So just give yourself a little bit of grace over guilt when it comes to bending the rules for your routine. But yeah, like I've mentioned before, this, these are just my suggestions, you know, by no means am I telling you how to spend your break. I'm just saying if you want to have a balanced break, like what I typically do, or you want to find ways to be more productive over your break, but are you know, afraid of being too productive, that's where these suggestions kind of come in. But if you just want to veg, do nothing, play with your pets, by all means, go ahead and do it. So yeah, honestly, it's just for people like me who just want to, you know, want to just be productive over break and to make sure that they're most getting the most out of their time off. So Yeah. And just, you know, remember to have fun and only do the things that you want to do. No one is pressuring you to do anything during your break. So if you don't want to leave your house, you don't have to. If you don't want to get out of bed, you don't have to. But yeah, that is essentially what a break is about. You know, no pressure, no set schedules, no expectations. And honestly, just reap all that because, you know, it, we all need that mental break, especially after this year with everything that has gone on, you know, it's good to have it. So I recommend taking advantage of it while you can. So yeah, long story short, you do you, whatever that is. But at the end of the day, you know, don't feel guilty or compare yourself. You know, you spend your time how you want to, and there is absolutely no shame in that. So with that... That is this week's episode. I know it is definitely significantly shorter than the ones I've done in the past, but I just wanted to do what I call like a little quick and dirty episode for you guys just, you know, to give you some stuff. Like I know we all have the holidays going on and everything and we're all occupied with two, uh, you know, other things, but I just wanted to, you know, hop on and say, you know, have a good, have a good break and like make the most of your break and you know just do whatever you want to do is really what the moral of the story is so yeah with that let's wrap this episode up so three things I'm looking for so 
This weekend, absolutely. I have had so many busy weekends. I think my last three weekends, have I've been go, go, go. Literally no time to just sit. So I am planning on doing nothing this weekend but watching Hallmark movies on my couch and baking Mary Berry's gingerbread cookie recipe. So I'm very much looking forward to that. Secondly, looking forward to having my Monday nights back because it has been... I can't even remember the last time I had a Monday night. And lastly, delivering the rest of my treat boxes to my friends. As of now, I have four left. My goal is to get them all distributed before Christmas. So that's what I'm going to be spending a little bit of time this week, possibly this weekend, and definitely next week doing so they can mostly just get off my counter. So yeah, that's what I'm really looking forward to. And lastly, to leave you with a quote for this week is you have to nourish to flourish. And when I saw this, I thought how perfect because it really does talk about what I was talking about before in terms of just relaxing and, you know, taking the time on your break to really get rejuvenated. And you really do feel like you can flourish afterwards. Like you really can feel like you are, um, you know, amazing and just really relaxed and ready to just hit the ground running. So yeah, the more, you know, just take care of yourself and just do what you need to do to really, you know, get yourself in the place where you want to get. And a lot of the time that requires rest and self-care. So with that, that wraps up this week's episode. I really hope you guys enjoyed it and I hope you all have a fabulous um, holiday break and a fabulous rest of the week. And I will talk to you guys later. In the meantime, don't forget to subscribe to Badassery Podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. And I will talk to you guys later. Bye.